look at something else. We said there are two kinds. The, the one you, you hear and it's like a human voice. There's another one like thunder. How many of you have heard the one like thunder? Let me see. Like the rush of many waters. Okay, just two, three people. All right. And they're all women. Wonderful. It's always when you want to make a decision that it has to convince you beyond every reasonable doubt. And I'll show you from the word of God. My wife was dating a guy that had money. And one day she was in his house. While she was a young lady. Before we started. And said. I, want, I can't remember what he told her. And like if you don't leave him I'll kill him. Whatever he said. Huh? No let them hear it. Because you are the one God told. I was not there. Tell them what he told you. Hallelujah. Okay, you want to come up? Okay. Hallelujah. Now, before then, he had warned me that I should leave. And I left for a while. But I was used to the comfort I always used to get. And for a while, I wasn't getting the money and everything. And I went back. And that fateful day, I was in the house and... I was laying down on the bed. The words precisely I can't really remember, but it was really strong. It was like when you say, thunder, the sounds of many waters. I actually jumped. I ran out of the house. And that was the last day I went back there. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You know, thank God. God had to do some strong things so I would marry this woman. Amen. Praise God. You knew I was on the way coming. Praise God. Now let's look at a few. Second Samuel. Second Samuel 22, verse 14. Yeah, this, amen. Maybe you're learning something today. Is it good stuff you're learning? Maybe if you say, I needed to hear this. Let me see your hand up. Well, that's good. Okay, some hands in God. Mom, if you don't know what you need to hear, let me see your hand up. Okay, because some of you maybe don't know what you need to hear, but you need in these last days, deception is going to increase. That's how when Jesus was talking in Matthew 24, he says, take it that no one deceive you. If you go and read Matthew 24, it's deceive, 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 deceive. The one that got my attention many years ago is when he said, many will come in my name. And deceive many. The Lord turned from heaven. And the most high uttered his voice. Voice like thunder. John 12. Verse 27. Now my soul is troubled. What shall I say? Father, save me for this hour. But for this purpose I came this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. What came from heaven? A voice. Saying, I glorified it. I will glorify it again. Therefore the people stood by and heard it and said, It had thundered. Others said, An angel has spoken to you. So there's one that you, you hear like a human voice. They're like thunder. 
Not everybody will hear ever hear. Not everybody will hear that. Not everybody will. But some will. Look at another one, the one that sounds like the rushing of many waters. Revelation one and let's read verse ten. Okay, this is the one like trumpet. I was in the spirit on the last day, and I heard behind me a loud voice, how as of a trumpet. Have you heard the one like a trumpet? That's another one. Look at verse 15. His feet were like fine brass, as if reciting the fire, and his voice at the sound of what? Many waters. That's another one. Blah. Revelation 4, verse 1. After this, since I looked and behold a door standing open in heaven, and the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking with me, saying, Come up here, I will show you things which must surely take place after this. Immediately I was in the spirit. And be the throne set in heaven. I won't sat upon it. And his, he who sat was like a jasper and a sardial stone in appearance. And there was a rainbow around the throne. And he appears like an emerald. These are voices here in encounter. Divine encounter. And his voice is like a trumpet. Or like the rushing of many waters. Or like thunder. May you encounter God. See, a divine encounter never leaves you the same. Mm-mm. A divine encounter never leaves you the same. Let me read you another one that comes to my heart now. First Thessalonians 4. And I want us to read verse 14. No, come up higher. Give me 13. Okay. It's 16. Festival 416. For the Lord himself will descend from him with a shout. Watch this. With the voice of an archangel, with the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ rise first. Number five, I was going to share an experience I had with you. But there are some things the Bible says are hard to be uttered. Am I right? Number five, 
God guides us through dreams. A dream is a vision of the night. A dream is a vision of the night. Now, not every dream is from God. There's some people that any time I dream, I had a revelation. I had a revelation. I had a revelation. I don't know. See, there are what we call spiritual dreams. Spiritual dreams. Hallelujah. And they are not like your natural dreams. They they pass a message from God. Now let's look at Job 20. Verse 8. It says... He will fly away like a dream and not be found. Yet he will chase away like a vision of what? Of the night. Because a dream is what? A vision of the night. And I'll show you something about dreams that would interest you. Start playing on the keyboard if you care. Because... Let me read this. God can speak to us through dreams. Dreams are prophetic parables. Dreams are prophetic parables. Dreams are spiritual symbolisms. They are coded messages. God can warn us through dreams. Hallelujah. In Acts 29, verse, sorry, Isaiah 29, 7. So the multitude of all the nations who fight against Ariel, even all who fight against her and her fortress and distress her shall be as a dream of a night vision. You see that? So there, there are night visions. Night visions. In the night, you, you slept and you saw thoughts and thoughts. I remember there's a young man I saw and I liked. I had a check at the beginning. But it had many messages of men of God I loved. And he gave me some messages and I liked them. And I had a dream about him that later in the ministry, in the, in, that, in the dream, he came to me with kind of a suitcase. And he said, he's leaving the ministry, he's going to business. And I just left the dream. And later, he left the ministry and went into business. Exactly as I saw in the dream. God was warning me. I got a check. And you'll see why the dreams comes after the checks. When you don't listen to the dream, then God will give you a check. In Genesis 20, from verse 1 to 7, God warned Abimelech. He warned him. He took Abraham's wife and God told him, you are a dead man in the dream. God warned him in the dream. Hallelujah. In Genesis 31 verse 11. It says, The angel of God spoke to me in a dream, saying, Jacob, and I said, Here I am. In Genesis 46, 1 to 4, you see God talking to Jacob through a dream. So, so, so Israel took Johnny with all he had and came to Beersheba and offered offerings to the God of his father Isaac. Next, it says, Then God spoke to Israel in a vision of night and, and said, Jacob, Jacob. And he said, Here I am. Next. So he said, I am the God. 
I am God, the God of your father. Do not, do not fear to go down to Egypt. I'll make of you a great nation there. The vision of the night. A dream is a vision of the night. In Acts 2, 17, the Bible says your old men will dream dreams. In Matthew 1, 20-21, Joseph was warned in a dream to take his wife. Say, so why he thought about these things? That's why it matters. It matters what you think about. And what about this? Behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, but I will conceive the eyes of the Holy Spirit. See, so God can talk to us through dreams. In fact, many times the guidance that they received, that Joseph received, was through dreams. I'll be aware of that. Okay. In Acts 16, 9 to 10, you see that God led Paul through a dream. See, it led him through a dream. A vision appeared in the night. That was a dream. I will show you later why God later uses dreams. Right? But let's look at Matthew 2 verse 12. And let's look at why does God use dreams. So then being divinely warned in a dream that he should not return to Herod, they they departed for their own country another way. That's a wise man. They, They didn't go back to Herod. They ran away. Okay. Why does God eventually use dreams? Now, God wants to guide us with the inward witness or the still small voice. But sometimes it's dreams. Why? Because we had refused to hack him or settle with the inward witness. In Job 33 from verse 14, So for God may speak in one way or another, yet man does not perceive it. Now God has spoken. He gave you an inward witness. See, maybe I remember I was, there's a person I, I used to watch. He's not a Nigerian. And um, sometimes he would teach certain things and I would have this trouble in my spirit. Then one day I had a dream and I saw him inside a tabernacle. If you know about the tabernacle, the Old Testament tabernacle, I saw him inside the tabernacle and inside a brazen lava, he was playing with a little snake, a very beautiful snake. You know those snakes that are like corals, they have like, you know them, they are so fine, they almost look like beads. Have you seen those pictures, those snakes, or in documentaries? They are so beautiful and was playing with the snakes. So I, the snake, and I knew that there's a little falsehood in his doctrine because the brazen lava is a type of the word of God. So, that means in his doctrine, there's a little deception he's toying with. But God had checked me at first. Were there truths he was teaching? Yes, that's why it was in the brazen lava. I couldn't have concocted that dream. It was so clear what God was talking to me. Yes, he's teaching the word of God, but there's deception in it. And it's so looks so beautiful, so attractive. Since God may speak in one way and another, yet man does not perceive it next. In a dream, in a vision of a night, when deep sleep falls upon men, when slumbering, while slumbering on their beds, next. Then he opens the ears of men and seals their instruction. The Holy Ghost had told Paul, don't go to Bithynia, don't go to Mysia, don't preach. 
Okay, I'm not supposed to go and preach in Asia. I'm not supposed to go and preach. Then he had a dream. Come over to Macedonia and help us. So if you don't know how the dream thing works, you just take any dream as an instruction. I dreamed that I was eating apple. What is the revelation? I dreamt I was eating rice. Yesterday was Akbu. I don't know. I dreamt today, this one was very different. It was fried rice, it was chicken and everything. What does it mean? You were eating. Apostle, it was chicken. Maybe prosperity. What of the Akbu? Maybe energy. What of the. I don't know. Maybe just everything in the dream is a revelation. So then he opens the ears of men, watch this, and seals their instruction. Which means most likely, when you wake up from a dream, as a child of God, not an unbeliever, you should know the meaning of your dream. Acts 16, 9 to 10. Look at this, we'll come back here. It says, and a vision appeared upon in the night. A man of Macedonia stood and pleaded with him, saying, come over to Macedonia and help us. Look at verse 10. Now, after he had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go to Macedonia, concluding that the Lord has called us to preach the gospel to them. He sealed the instruction. You see that? He sealed his. So, you, you oh no, Lord, uh, uh, you're just struggling. And you just see me in your dream. I said, don't travel to that place. God is sealing your instruction. He has spoken one way or another. You did not, did not perceive. Go back to where we were. Have you learned anything today? Then he opens the ears of me and sees Paul knew Macedonia as a place to go. And of all the churches he started, the only church that was so into his life was the Macedonian church. Corinth was not sowing. Only in the Macedonian church. It sealed the Next. Another torn man from his deed and concealed pride from man. You know sometimes you've made up your mind to go one way. Then you have a dream. Yeah, I'm going. Your friend tells you, you, you know, I'm going. Then you have a dream. Then you are in this canoe and flood came, the waves, and you turned upside down. And you woke up and your spirit was troubled. God was talking to you. Let me show you something. In Genesis chapter 41, there's a verse in my heart and um, listen to this. Verse Eight. Fear up and dreaming. Genesis was the one about a dream. Verse 8. Now it came to pass in the morning that his spirit was what? Was troubled. So when you have a dream and you wake up and your spirit is troubled, Holy Spirit, what is this about? Are you expressing the plan of the enemy? Are you warning me? See, just it's just a nightmare. No, no, no. What did you dream about? 
you saw three men planning that they're going to kill you. We don't necessarily kill you. And your officer having arguments with three men. No, the ones who saw your dream were not the same faces because it's a parable. This is a nightmare. You get up. Holy Spirit. What's the meaning of this? Please to enlighten. Please to talk to you. And you pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Every plan against me is brought to nothing. I declare by faith that he that digs a pit will fall into it. The wicked will bow before the, the, the wicked bow before the good. Not the evil bow before the good and the wicked are the gates of the righteous. Father, what they plan against me will come upon their heads. And three weeks later, one of them comes and says, uh, I want you to forgive us. Say, so what happened? We are planning to kill you. We took your name to the place. I'm poured the spell on you. The other two are sick. I'm the only one now. Please, I want you to forgive me. But you said, just a nightmare. But your spirit was troubled. And this is your mind, your spirit. You knew in your something because you've learned the, the inward witness. Your spirit is troubled. But most of them will just ignore it. Just a nightmare. Then something happens, then God reminds you about the dream. Yeah, true. I had a dream about a young man in our ministry that he was wearing my trouser and he wanted to wear my, which was Yoruba clothing, and he wanted to wear the other gab on it. And I said, No, I can't take my trouser, I want to wear my gab. You can't do this. He said, He wants to wear it. And I woke up. I said, as though this guy wants to take my place. Now watch this. Fast forward a few years. When anyone buys something from me, it was close to me, so I would share it with him and say, so and so bought this for me. Behind my back, you go to the person and say, is the only pastor you will buy for? Won't you buy for me? And threaten them, they'll buy for him. So, the day I knew, because if I, the, the first time someone came, they, the person they knew I was at home. So he tries to schedule when I'm not at home. But you know, a man that follows the Holy Spirit will be at home when he doesn't to be at home. So, because he was living with me. And the lady came and like, ah, I said, what are you doing here? So I came to see so and so. I said, oh, that's fine. Go and see him. And everyone knew that he had demanded something from that lady. So one day I was coming home. I went out. He had summoned one of my daughters to come and see him. That one buys me shirts a lot. So I saw her crying on the road. He didn't know I'll be coming back. You know, he has scheduled his mission. And I said, why are you crying? She said, is it not Pastor Swanson? I said, what did he say? He said, it's only you I used to buy shirts for. I don't buy shirts for him. I said, oh, there's nothing wrong with that. Okay, buy for him. Watch this. He kept on doing those things. One day the Lord spoke to me and said, because I'm a man of love. I'm a fool for Christ. He said, release him from this ministry because in the future, it's going to be trouble. So I called him and said, you have to go. He wept and wept and wept and wept. He said, I'm sorry. He had sealed my instruction long time in the dream. But I looked at I needed him. I needed him. 
I didn't need him. I didn't need him. There are people in your life right now you don't need. But you think you need them because you've turned your eyes away from God. It seals that instruction. Let me read you something. In Daniel chapter 2, verse 1. It says, now in the second year of Nebuchadnezzar's reign, Nebuchadnezzar had dreams and his spirit was so troubled that his spirit left him. Have you had such dreams? Your spirit was troubled. Did you pray? No, they did not pray. You had a dream and you saw somebody dead. (sighs) Thank God it's not me. Three days later, somebody dies in your family. You could have stopped that. Just a parable. A dream is a prophetic parable. See? Daniel 4 verse 5. It says, I saw a dream which made me afraid. And it tossed on my head and the vision on my head troubled me. Have you been troubled? Have you been troubled? See? We don't pay attention. We just, we just play and leave it. We don't take it serious. Before we know someone has died. You saw it. You sensed it. You're in what we just you just felt somebody will soon die. Somebody will soon die. Did you pray? Many lives have been wasted. Because many visions of the night were given. And nobody prayed. I saw a vision one time. I was in school. I didn't even know the devil was going to attack my mother. And I saw the person, the way the person looked. Looked like my mother, but not really my mother. I didn't pray. That I saw my mother like in a coma and all kinds of things inside of her. It dawned on me, I think it was which hospital it was, where I tried to, because she couldn't climb the bed to make her lay on the floor. I remember that picture. Have you had a dream that troubled you? What did you do? Just a nightmare. It was a parable. It was a parable. You had a dream, you saw your child die. Say, my child shall not die. Pray about it, cancel it. It's a parable. Your child can be your project. Your child can be a new church you're starting. 
Your child can be a child. Your child can be your child. You say, God forbid, back to sender. Deal with it. God just exposed you to you something the enemy was planning. For now, I rest my Thank you for listening to this message. As we preach the full message of this new life, our goal is to raise the people who are like Jesus by exposing them to the influence of God's Word and His Spirit in an atmosphere of love so that they may be able to take the love of God, the Word of God, and the healing power of God to every individual within their sphere of contact. For more information on how you can get other messages by Apostle David Wally Fessor, visit us at Charismatic Renaissance International Church, Kilometer 9 and 10, along Isaac Boro Expressway, Birubulu, Yenegua, Bayosu State. You can also visit our website at crichurch.org. Follow us on Facebook at Charismatic Renaissance or call 003 382-7072 or 005-120-4708. God bless you.